Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. It's the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. I am the uh, I write for I can't remember what I do now. I swear this is a great podcast. If you never watch this, <laughs> I write for the Viking Age as well as own coverage and bring me the news as well as the Brookings Register. My co-host to my right is Adam Patrick. He is the managing editor of the Viking Age, and we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word out to all Viking fans. Now, before we get into this game and everything else that happened in a no good, terrible, horrible, awful weekend for the Minnesota Vikings, I want to tell you about my weekend because I was in a good mood coming into this game. I want to set the stage. That's that's what a good storyteller does. Like maybe there's some people out there who didn't watch the Vikings lay an egg against the Buccaneers in week one. Yeah. So, so let's set the stage. This is how good I was feeling. Saturday night, Dana J. Dykal Stadium, Brookings, South Dakota, South Dakota State, the top ranked team in the country, taking on number three, Montana State. And this is what you would call a five-star banger. There were lead changes. It went back and forth. There was a low-scoring defensive battle. There was a true freshman scoring a touchdown with a minute 30 to put him ahead. There was a controversial play at the end where they threw it to the back of the end zone, and it was originally called a touchdown, but then they reversed it. There was a sold-out crowd. It was a blackout. I was in the press conference. You could hear all the SDSU players celebrating as Montana State was like trying not to blow their gasket in the press conference. It was probably one of the best football games I have ever attended, like below the Minneapolis Miracle. And if we're talking college football games, maybe Wisconsin, Minnesota, 2003, when Reese Lloyd hit that bomb uh, to get Paul Bunyan's axe. So let's just say I I was feeling good about football. I, I killed it in DFS this week. Oh, yeah. Like I, I won 150 bucks oh, in DS, DFS. Nice. It's always that's always a good weekend yeah. when you can win some money. Right. I was feeling good. Tyree kill? I had Tyree uh, kill. There you go. I, I had, I actually did a uh, Miami Chargers stack. Oh, yeah. That's good. And for once, I actually had the right guy because I had Justin Herbert, I had Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen. And then it would have been better if I had two of yeah. but I still won. Mm-hmm. It doesn't didn't matter. 100 player tournaments, that's the way to go, guys, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. But then we have to talk about the game. And um, the Buccaneers won 20 to 17. Adam, I'm just going to let you go first <laughs> on this because as you can maybe tell, um, not feeling great. Not feeling great at all. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't ideal. Uh, I don't think anyone expected the Vikings to lose this game. Uh, clearly the Vikings didn't, um, I think they were favored by six or six and a half going into the game. So yeah. most people just assume this was a win. Maybe, maybe the Vikings assumed too much and, you know, they didn't maybe game plan as much for this game. And maybe did a little bit on the upcoming game, which is the Eagles, uh, which they might view as, you know, a tougher opponent between the Bucks and the Eagles. So you're going to spend more time maybe preparing for them. Um, but and it was just a bunch of things like the turnovers were weird, uh, especially the, the Ed Ingram strip sack. Um, that was uh, that that dude finds a new way to screw up every every game. Um, and uh, yet he still keeps his starting job. So good for him. Um, Joey Gallo would be proud. <laughs> but, uh, and then I, I, it was just, it was a weird game. Kirk Cousins threw for a lot of yards, but he didn't play amazing. 
like they threw a lot. That's why he had a lot of yards. Um, and um, and the running game was non-existent. I think Alexander Madison ran into his blocker like almost every other time he. You don't say. <laughs> he, he he got the ball. Um, the defense looks better. I will say that. Not that, and we've talked about this before. They didn't have a high bar to clear, but I'm pretty sure they cleared it yesterday. Um, they looked a lot better uh, than last year. It is a one game sample size. It against it, it is against the uh, the Baker Mayfield led uh, Bucks offense. I would I'm, I'm going to assume that the Eagles offense is going to be a lot better this season than the Bucks offense. I, I don't I'm going on a limb here, but you know I, I feel safe with that bet. Um, so Thursday will be a, a big test. Um, it's just more of the same. I feel like uh, with, with this this Vikings team, with the offensive line, with Kirk Cousins, with the play calling, it just it just like when is, when are we going to stop going through this never ending circle of misery? Pretty much of just like oh we're we're going to do better. We're gonna we're on we're, we're on track. This this is you know second year in the system. Everything's going to be better. It's going to be clicking. You know he's been, Kirk Cousins has been looking great in camp, and he's going to be great. Come out firing. You know we're going to have different plays. You know we're gonna do, we're going to run. You know, more physical. We're gonna have more two tight end sets and everything, and um, block more for Kirk Cousins. And we didn't see any of that yesterday. Looked exactly the same as it did last year, um, except for Dalvin Cook not being there, except for Adam Thielen not being there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this is just a little hiccup because they should have won yesterday. Like they did, they did a lot. They basically handed the Bucks. They were like on a silver platter. Like here is the win. Take it. Um, the Bucks made what a fifty-seven yard field goal. They got three turnovers. Uh, like they had that that game handed to them. Um, and the Bucks, the Bucks took it because they just had a lot a lot of chances to take it, and they finally took it. They barely won, but they won. So I'm hoping the Vikings can. I'm hoping the Vikings either you know had like a, a bland offensive plan in this game because they didn't want to show too much to the Eagles. I'm hoping that's that was the case. I don't know. I'm not so sure if that is the case, but um, yeah, just throw this tape away and, and move on to, to Thursday. I'm looking at this outline that I wrote for the show and the whole thing, I'm just, I'm about ready to throw it out the window myself <laughs> because I think this is just a good game to just say what I think. And um, yeah, so here goes nothing. Um, I have this cool idea, Adam. And maybe you could follow me. Maybe the NFL can hit me up if they want to do this. But what if we had these games and and you could play them and they would be before the season, you know, before the season and they wouldn't count. They would just be before the season and you could play your guys and you could get them extra reps and then you could like pull them in the first quarter. And then that way, you know, you get some live bullets. You you kind of um, you're not rusty in game one. Like, you know, that that. Sound, we could call it the preseason because it would be before it would be preseason games. Do you know what that is? Does Kevin O'Connell know what that is? Does anybody know what this is? Because that team looked like the most unprepared thing. And, and you know what? I will shout out the defense because the defense did their job yep. yesterday. Like they they were let down by the offense, which looked completely lost. And this is what happens when you have a training camp that was a complete shit show. It was a complete shit show. Because you had TJ Hawkson, oh, my ear, oh, equally, oh, my back hurts, oh, oh, I got a new contract, I'm going to go. And then he's taking tight end screen after tight end screen because, I don't know, CJ Ham's out there. Let's throw the ball to CJ Ham some more. More CJ Ham. 
because Kirk Cousins apparently only has eyes for CJ Ham. Maybe those are the design he's from Minnesota targets that Adam Thielen was getting last year, which by the way, CJ Ham had more targets than Adam Thielen did yesterday. So that's a fun fact for you if you're sitting at the bar or whatever. Like I, I just the, the running game was absolute dog shit yesterday. And who saw this coming? Who saw this coming? I had said it all year. I had said, hey, getting rid of Dalvin Cook's not a bad idea because he was inefficient. He ran into the back of his offensive line and everything else. And then this whole obsession with Alexander Madison. I did not understand it. I don't get it. I know it's only one game. He could go out and have 200 yards against the Eagles on Thursday night for all we know. But we saw this. You mentioned it's the same shit over and over and over again. And I apologize. I'm trying not to swear here. I know some of you listen to this with kids in the car or whatever. And really, when you swear, you limit your audience. But I mean, what the bleep is this? (laughs) Why is Ty Chandler getting regular season snaps? What has he done outside of? One good preseason game. And don't talk to me about the Seattle game because he wasn't that great, okay? It was a preseason game against a bunch of scrubs with Ed Ingram in the starting offensive line. Which, speaking of which, Ed Ingram and that, you know, oh, we have all our starters back. This is great. The first time in 10 years. That lasted three plays because Garrett Bradbury started holding his back. Then you, then Ed Ingram's causing strip sacks. Kirk Cousins is getting pressured all day long. And, you know, the defense once again died with a thousand paper cuts. That's basically what happened. They could not get Baker Mayfield and that juggernaut Tampa Bay offense off the field. And I know they held him to 3.5 yards per play. But if they're getting three, literally 3.5 yards oh, every play they run, they're going to get a first down every time. And that's basically what happened in the second half. Um, Let's run it back. Let's run it back and just kind of break it down one by one because I needed to get that outburst Mm -hmm. out. What do you think about the offensive line? Like, was this just a bad day or can it get better? Like everybody's screaming about signing Dalton Reisner. Why that? If he's good, why is he still out there? It's week one. I wrote about him today. I I said they have Dalton Reisner at home already. His name's Blake Brandle. Uh, because there's really no difference between Dalton Reisner and, and Blake Brandle right now because uh, Reisner ha- would have to come in and learn the offense. Um, he's not coming in right away and like plugging and play and, and getting all the blocking schemes and who he's supposed to block right away. So that's not going to happen. But yeah, like, has he made a Pro Bowl? Has he made an All Pro team in his career? No. Like, I don't understand why, what the infatuation is with Dalton Reisner. He's just a name out there. I think, you know, sometimes people get caught up, fans get caught up in, a name like you it's a familiar name that you've heard of and you're like oh so he should be the guy like he can be the savior or whatever it's kind of like i feel like a lot of people felt this way go looking back at when the vikings got josh freeman like way back in the day you're like oh here we go we got this guy he he, he was he was okay with the bucks but you know maybe he was in a bad situation he come in, he can come in with the vikings and, and and help them right away get him back in the playoffs that was one of the worst things in the world you look at Donovan McNabb training for him and like how disaster how much of a disaster that was like so like that's that's i like there's an inf- i don't understand the infatuation with with Dalton Reisner but whatever they do need i feel like they do need better offensive line depth that doesn't mean they need a starter but they need to figure out something that's better than than what they have right now because Ed Ingram every week is a problem uh whether it be his blocking stepping on Kirk Cousins knocking the ball out of his hand now you have to count for him knocking the ball out of his hand um and then then the fact is Tampa Bay's defense like if there's any good thing about Tampa Bay this year, it's going to be their defense um, because Todd Bowles, defensive coach, um, they've had a good defense there for a while. Obviously, Vita, Vita Vea is on the defensive line there. 
Um, so we knew he was going to be a problem, and he was. Um, but, you know, the good news is next week the Vikings get to take on the Eagles' defensive line, which is, you know, they're I've heard they're terrible. Uh, so, uh, no. Yeah, so it doesn't get any easier for the Vikings' offensive line. So they need – I think Kevin O'Connell needs to do a better job to call plays to get Kirk Cousins out of the pocket. He called a bunch of play action yesterday, but a lot of it was just straight-up play action, drop back. There were, I think I counted maybe four or five rollouts, and they were all the same play. It was rollout, toss it to Josh Allen, rollout, toss it to TJ Hawkinson. Like, do a rollout. Toss it to CJ Ham. <laughs> yes. There was a, oh, man. Oh, man. There was, dude, I, I don't know if you remember it because you said you didn't rewatch it yet, but um, there was a play where Kirk Cousins was scrambling, and what he ended up doing was throwing a one-yard pass to TJ Hawkinson, who was literally three feet in front of him. Um, Instead, yeah, I, I actually do. Yeah. Instead of either being like, instead of either one running, which would have gotten more yards, uh, two just backing up and just trying to create something. Maybe Jefferson gets open downfield or whatever, and you get the ball to him. Or three throwing it away. Like how? How? Like how is that even? An well, we option? can't. We can't mess up that completion percentage. I understand percentage. that, but I, I know he's not <laughs> thinking about that during a game. But I mean, but how is that? We'll get to Kirk a little bit. How later. is that even an option, or not? Not even an option. But how is that even like? Yeah, an option in in his head. Like what? Why are you throwing a one yard pass to someone who's right next to you? What? Like just run the ball. Um, there's just a lot of frustrating stuff yesterday where. It was a combination of a lot of things. I'm not putting all this game on Kirk Cousins because he still made some some great throws. But he's but he had a Kirk Cousins game. Like yesterday was the like the if you could put Kirk Cousins' career into an entire game, that was yesterday. He put up what over 340 passing yards. Uh, 344. He threw for two touchdowns. Threw for two touchdowns. And when the now, game now now if I were a moron, <laughs> I would say Kirk played a good game. But I'm not a moron, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to go off on this because you've kind of led into this. Here is why. Three turnovers. (laughs) Yeah, three turnovers. And they all happen in key moments in this game. Kirk fumbled the snap on a bad exchange with Austin Schlotman. And Schlotman, Schlotman, it doesn't matter what his name is because he sucks. No, that wasn't Ingram's fault. That wasn't a bad exchange. Was that the the bear ball thing? Okay, my, my bad. Um, because Slotman, don't blame it. They did Slotman. say Slotman. Sorry, Slotman, Slotman. they said Slotman <laughs> apologized to Kirk after the. Uh, nah, he probably felt it was his fault. But the, everyone blamed that. Yeah, I mean, in the heat of the battle, maybe he thought yeah. lineman snap slap. Well, lineman did uh, slap it out of his hand. It was just a defensive lineman. But you know, you have that strip sack at the end of the second quarter. When you're driving, six, Antoine Winfield's right in front of your face. Might as well, like six guys again. Four awareness, awareness. <laughs> like get rid of the ball, throw it out of bounds. I, I don't know if he's trying to make a play. I don't know if he's trying to press. I I don't know what. And then the interception, which I mean, KJ Osborne should have caught that. Sure, he got both hands on it. It was ripped out of his hands. But, There's also a throw behind yeah. KJ Osborne into double coverage. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, well, you wanted Kirk to throw it in double coverage at, on fourth and eight, right? Uh, what, what do you want here? <laughs> yeah, Justin Jefferson with a fucking season <laughs> on the line. This is this. You're going for points. You're driving. Why are you throwing it to KJ Osborne? Why are all these nookie blanky 
freaking options out there where we're sitting there. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw it to CJ Ham. I'm going to throw it to KJ Osborne. I'm going to throw it to Jordan Addison was a wide open option. Maybe not wide open, but he was an option on that play. Don't look towards him because I don't know Jordan. Maybe, you know, I don't even know Jordan Addison's name. Uh, maybe he's too fast on the highway for yeah. Kirk Cousins to know what he is. His, we can guarantee Kirk Cousins' van isn't going 140 on I-94 or wherever it was. Like, I mean, yeah, that throw, that throw by Cousins, like he explained it, like he was too aggressive and he was trying to throw it away, uh, so that because he flashes back every right. time he gets in a bad one, he, it's he's he's like Dale and Step Brothers, <laughs> like like you know, he just flashes back to that tail, talent Kirk, show, yeah. or like in 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 Kirk's case, it's that play against Notre Dame when he was in college and he threw the interception. He's like, oh my god, I threw. It. Alec Lewis put out a uh, story in the Athletic. Mm-hmm. And again, I interrupted you, but whatever. I, I'm that yeah, angry today. Uh, <laughs> he put out a story where Kirk was like, he got this math test and he had like a C minus and he was so mad because he didn't look over the material before he was going to rip it in half. But you know what he did? He freaking fl- framed it like a cycle. Like he's just like this test, this algebra 101 test is the essence of my being. And like, Kirk's wife is like, dude, you got to calm down. Like this is, this is not normal. And then they're like, okay, let's take Tuesdays off, which great. I actually like the fact he takes Tuesdays off. That helps him do his job. I'm all for it. But I mean, it's the same stuff. It's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, there are good things about Kirk. There were times during yesterday's game where I felt he was getting rolling, where he was finding receivers downfield. He was getting into a rhythm. And as soon as he threw that interception, the balls went back in the purse. Yeah. Like it was just like, I'm, I'm not going to throw it out field because I, I could get sacked. I could, something bad could happen. And uh, I'm just going to throw it to my friend. Up, CJ what, Ham. Uh, they would have been up 17, three um, at that point. I yeah. Feel if they scored a touchdown. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, or 17, 10, it was 10, 10. Um, I think what, what annoys me the most is like fans who like jump on the internet and be like, this wasn't Kirk's fault. This wasn't Kirk's fault. Nobody else, no other fan base does this where it's like, nothing is Kirk's fault. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. KJ Osborne should have caught it. Uh, did, why didn't, why did Justin Jefferson only get two targets after halftime? Like none of this makes sense. And then at the end of the game, it's the same stuff we've seen before. You mentioned it. It's just going in a circle. Kirk sitting on the bench by himself, just brooding. Like he's going to go home, lock himself mm. in a room and go play Nirvana. But he's not because he probably thinks rock and roll is the devil's music or something <laughs> like he likes Blink-182. Um, but I was just going to say that, that interception you talked about, like how he threw it away. Uh, or he tried to like throw it to the side of KJ Osborne because he didn't want him to get crushed by the safety. But when he did that, he threw it to the guy that was covering KJ Osborne. So, <laughs> so yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense the way he explained. I didn't want him to get crushed by the safety. So you threw it to the guy who was covering him. Um, like it, his explanation didn't make it any. He said like he was being too aggressive and everything. Yeah, it's great to be aggressive, but don't throw it to the other team. Um, and 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 people say that KJ Osborne caught it. I think Tiki Barber. Did Tiki Barber did him a disservice because he was like he caught that ball like Osborne might have got a fingertip on it or or maybe hit him in the chest but he did not like have a good it wasn't like the Bills uh, Vikings game when Jefferson ripped it out of that guy's hand with 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 right. it wasn't even anything close to that but Tiki Barber was like that was that was caught that was so everyone's like oh KJ Osborne lost the ball it's his fault what um, did you think about the comments oh I thought that was funny by the way. I somebody asked me about that, and I'm like, as long as I don't notice them for being bad, I was gonna say that if you don't notice or them. like notice them being 
really good, like, oh, like if a, if somebody teaches me something, I think they're really good. If they just kind of there, like they're fine. If they're like Tony Romo and they talk yeah. all the time, every single second of the game. Um, no, I thought I thought it was yeah. good. I didn't think it was too. I didn't think Matt, Matt Ryan was too over the top. I didn't think like one talked more than the other. I liked how they used like they used Tiki Barber to talk, talk about like the running game and everything. And they used obviously use Matt Ryan to talk about her cousins and, and some of the stuff that Baker Mayfield saw. So I thought, I thought they were good. I, th- I think they both, you know, they got a, a good uh, chance to, to make something of that if they wanted to do that. But uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like well, what, what, Jonathan Vilma, who I cannot stand. Um, in there uh mark sanchez is give or take uh he's got he's got some moments i guess sometimes um yeah there's there's a bunch of people out there that i i would rather not listen to um tony romo yeah you're right who's probably gonna call what the chiefs and vikings game in a couple weeks so that'll be that'll be great jim nansen i'll be a uh, 48 to 3 blowout <laughs> what happened to the vikings again uh these don't play well when i'm here jim yeah, like, aren't people tired of this like aren't Aren't, this is the sixth year of Kirk Cousins. What's different? What is what is different? What is different? Nothing. Nothing. It's the same thing every year. We're like, oh, he's going to be better. Oh, he's got a new offense. Oh, he's in the same offense, so he's going to be better. Oh, he's got Justin Jefferson. Oh, he's got Jordan Harrison. Oh, he, you know, he's got more offensive linemen. He's going to be better. We, we've taken the DeLorean. The same we've taken the DeLorean back to 2021. Like this is the same shit we were at in 2021, where it's 20, like 2018 for Kirk Cousins and. <laughs> Excuse me, code words, right? Yeah, it's something something like, new every year. Like 2020, it was COVID, and then 2019, it was, I don't know. But, like, there's an excuse for every year. It's the same outcome every year. We talk about the, we talk about the same things every year about him not coming up in big game situations, him kind of cowering when he has to go, you know, up against a tougher opponent. Like, and you know what's funny? Is Baker Mayfield was Baker Mayfield was saying before last week's game. He said, and I mean Baker Mayfield's maybe not the best example to kind of use here, but I mean he said it. He's like things happen and you have to overcome it. Like yeah. Baker Mayfield two years ago was on top of the world. He was going to get a contract extension. Then a whole bunch of things happened. He couldn't overcome it. Now he's a journeyman quarterback. Like Kirk Cousins can't overcome anything, it seems like. And I know oh, eight fourth quarter comebacks. Well, why did they need to come back? Like, why did why did they need to come back? I mean, we're still seeing second second quarter lulls. They didn't do anything. I mean, they moved the ball a little bit in the second fourth quarter. quarter I think that's when Jordan Addison's outs. touchdown happened. But fourth that? quarter yesterday, two, three and outs. Like when the game was on the line, you you yeah. you have three and outs. That part of that's on the play calling because the first the first play they call yeah. five minutes to go. You're down by three. Uh, fourth quarter. What's your first play? Oh, tight end screen, obviously. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Kevin <laughs> O'Connell didn't have a great game yesterday either. Like, I let's it let's just bring bring that and up because I, I talked about it being like a bland game plan in the beginning because it just didn't seem like there was any creativity. There was no like kind of trying to throw people off. Like last year, we would see plays where they would fake a reverse and and throw it to Jalen Rager or something like that. We didn't see any of that stuff yesterday. We saw like very little creativity. We didn't see Kirk Cousins rolling out. You know, we saw lots of throws to the tight ends, lots of throws to the fullbacks. Um, and you talked about Ty Chandler being out there. I, I didn't mind him. Every every time he was on the field, at least as a receiver, I thought he made a way bigger difference than, than Madison did whenever he got the ball. I would like to see him get involved more uh, than Madison um, because guess what? 
Madison is who we thought he was. Uh, he's not a number one running back. Um, we he's a backup. We've we've known this. This that the Vikings yeah. knew this. That's why they gave him seven million over two years. Like that that like that's <laughs> that isn't like. But they drafted Dwayne Pacheco in the seventh round. Oh, <laughs> starting, a, oh you're not Isaiah Pacheco. We're right in now. trouble. Um, yeah. Also, like, I feel like a lot of people are blaming Koisi Um for this loss. Um, he's been trying to fix his team. But like he's also had like either barriers or her. He's he's been trying to trade Kirk Cousins like for the last two seasons. He's been trying to trade him, and deals haven't worked out for whatever reason or whether people didn't want to deal with him or somebody in the Vikings didn't want them to deal with Kirk. But like he's been trying to move on and, and get this team in a different direction. But like something is kind of holding him back. I feel like. Um, What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And he's taken the, the blame for it. Has he made all the best decisions? No. Um, should he have signed Justin Jefferson to an extension before the start of the season? Yes. Um, that's a whole nother uh, conversation. Yeah, that, that's actually a great transit. Let, let, let's close. Let's close this okay. before okay. we jump okay. into that, because I want to ask you like 2022 draft class, <sighs> like the Quasi thing. I think there's some merit to it because, and, and again, this will go in it like 2022 draft class, Lewis seen, I didn't even like think about Lewis seen until I saw him standing on the sideline. I'm like, oh, yes. Well, he's why they had to call that timeout, right? On the field goal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know what he was doing. And Jay Ward, I mean, that was draft such class, a, but I mean, that was such a ticky, ticky tack call. And it's also a high school mistake by yeah, Ward. That's, but, Looking over and, hey, am I good? Well, the ref said I was good. So who knows what? I, I think Terry McLaurin got called for that. Yeah. Or some somebody against the Giants last year did. Well, and then they just forgot the about Chiefs it and they praised Brian Dable. Wasn't it their offensive tackle who was lining up like in the backfield basically? <laughs> yeah. And they didn't probably did the Opa and yeah. whatever uh, dance and whatever. I mean, Andrew Booth Jr., non-existent. Brian Asamoah, yeah. he didn't play yesterday. No. Or excuse me, Asamoah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It really Jaylen doesn't Naylor had a good tackle either because he's not playing. But Jalen Naylor had a good tackle on special teams. Yeah, uh, and, Caleb Evans. He he did he did pretty good. I'll give him that. Um, I'm just I'm curious as to where this is going because it doesn't seem like there's an ironclad plan in there. And this is this is a good reason to jump into the Justin Jefferson extension <laughs> thing because um, everybody thought it would get done, me included. Me too. And on Sunday, nothing had happened. And then Mike Florio comes out and uh, he sounds the alarm basically and says, you know, if Jordan Addison is good, the Vikings could just use Jefferson and trade him for a franchise QB. Like They could get Caleb Williams or Drake May or Quinn Ewers or whoever they wanted if they just trade Justin Jefferson. And there's a couple of flaws with that. First, Addison has to be good. And I thought he had a good game. Yeah. It just. I was a little disappointed they didn't get him involved as much as I thought they would. Like Adam Thielen's role is basically what I was expecting for Jordan. Mm -hmm. And he had the long touchdown, but outside of that, pretty quiet debut. 
Um, they also need a team to suck that already has a quarterback. And like, if you're in this camp, you got to be hoping for the Colts to just be absolutely brutal. Uh, and they could be because Anthony Richardson was their leading rusher, but he might need a quarterback by week five. if They keep using him like that because, uh, quarterbacks don't make good running backs as the Chicago bears. Um, he also mentioned that the Vikings may be reluctant to sign Jefferson because they don't like guaranteeing multiple years of salary. For instance, they don't want to guarantee 25 salary in March of 2024. And he suggested this would be the holdup. Um, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. What I know, I've had a lot of elementary takes today, but this sucks. Like, honestly, we're sitting here, we're trying to dive into Justin Jefferson's brain, which, you know what? Being in Justin Jefferson's brain would be pretty cool because I'm sure they got some cool couches and, like, some big TVs and, like, some cool music playing. Because, yeah, he's got Madden. You could play some Fortnite. You know, Mm. he's, he's like, in his own brain. Like, y'all want to gritty? I'll show you how to gritty. Mm. Like I can do it. What, what about Justin Jefferson? Is not cool? But I mean, it, it's the fact that we're, you know, we're nitpicking about signing Justin Jefferson. Like, I don't know about guaranteeing this uh, second year salary. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like this dude is the face <laughs> of your franchise. There is that one. Everybody's like, oh, Kirk stats. Look at Kirk stats. You know who had half of his stats in the first half? Justin bleeping Jefferson. Yeah. And and here's the thing, like, oh, well, we're going to wait and we're going to see that money is only going up yep. like the flexibility and the numbers and everything else. Like, what are you doing with that cap space? You're going to go sign another guy who's like you can sign Marcus Davenport and put 50 void years at the end of the deal just because of, well, we can smooth out the cap and we can pay for him over time. Like you're going to turn Marcus Davenport into Bobby fucking Bonilla. Like, I think they did add a void year to Hawkinson's deal. I think I just saw that too. So it's funny that you said that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Um, the rumor is that Jefferson wants to be the highest paid non quarterback, and after Nick Bosa just got his huge deal, whatever, so he wants more than him. Okay, fine, <laughs> give it to him. Like, what, why, what's the holdup? He doesn't get injured, he's the best receiver in the league already. In his fourth, his, yeah, in his fourth, you know, yeah, yeah. now he's gonna, he's probably gonna get injured this year. Because he didn't get a contract. He's going to mess up his whole career. That, <laughs> he's going to get ear infection is what's oh going to happen. Um, he's already the best receiver in what? His fourth year. Just starting his fourth year. Um, like, what? What? Why? Yeah, why are we cutting corners? What? I I really don't believe he's asking for $200 million fully guaranteed. I, I don't think he's doing that. Um, he also doesn't seem like the guy who wants this to be, like, continue, continuing on. Like, every time he was asked about it in the offseason, he was like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm here. I'm playing. I don't that, that thing will work itself out. I don't care. It was he didn't he didn't have an ear infection. His back didn't flare up. He was practicing every day. Um, he he over Hawkinson should have been the guy who was like, oh, my back hurts or whatever. Um, so like it's just and then there's I saw a rumor where uh cousins not cousins but Jefferson didn't want to sign because he wanted to make sure that you know cousins was going to be around. Uh, for the next few years, and I'm like, no, that's definitely not why <laughs> he didn't agree to an extension. I understand he wants to know what their plan is at quarterback because he wants to, you know, he doesn't want to just suck for he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be Larry Fitzgerald uh, for yeah. his whole career. Um, but like this, this, this was this was a bad. I'll I'll, I'll not I'll put a notch on on Quasi's record for this. This was this was not good. Like this deal needed to get done. 
he is going to get more expensive, although the cap is also going to go up. So that's going to even things out a little bit. But still, like, you should have got a deal done now. I, I don't I don't understand what are the Vikings. Are they hurting for money? Like, that seems like a legit question to ask if you're not willing because because Jefferson's probably going to want fully guaranteed. So that, that means you got to give them the money immediately. Do the Vikings not have that money to give to him? Did they invest too much in their soccer team or whatever, whatever, whatever ownership? things they have right now like i think they're they're fine off but you never know i guess but i don't know i man. think ultimate ultimately i think the deal gets done in some way it some has shape, to some form and i mean people have also brought up like most receivers don't sign a new contract after the third he's season. not most receivers i well and that's what he said he said i'm different and i Everybody you ask would totally agree. Right. It reminds um, me of the Lamar Jackson thing where like the Ravens were like, sure, eh, we don't really want to, but I mean, we want to, but not right now. Like, let's wait. Then Lamar Jackson was like, oh, I'm a little hurt, so I'm not going to play in the playoffs. Like, I don't want that to yeah. happen. I don't want right. Justin Jefferson to be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sore. I don't know if I can make him. He's the kind of guy, though, I don't think he would do that. But, like, I don't want him to feel like he's back into a corner where, like, he feels like that's the only way he's going to be able to get a new deal from from the Vikings. Like, I think what frustrates me is, like, foot, uh, general managers have kind of, like, put the business side of football ahead of, like, football, yeah. football, right? You're yeah. seeing it in Indianapolis. They're playing hardball with Jonathan Taylor. Um, the Colts right. are a better team with Jonathan Taylor than they are without him. Like, I'm how just much, gonna say how, that right now. Better? I know. Did, well, I mean, you think Anthony Richardson? Who who was the Colts starting running back yesterday? Oh, oh, that is a great trivia question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, you don't know, do you? I don't know. Is it Marshall Falk? Like, I it sure as hell wasn't Marshall. It was like the Lay's commercial, right? He's like, oh, I could play, yeah. and he shows yeah. up. What's what's funny is like I see the Randy Moss lays commercial and I know there's a lot of Viking fans who'd be like jacked if he came on the field like, oh, it's Randy Moss. And then he like, you know, pulls a hip or something. Out of all those guys, I think it was Evan Smith, Marino, Rice and and Randy Moss. I think Randy Moss is the youngest. But out of all those guys, he would probably have the best chance to come back and play. play. Wasn't like Terrell Owens trying to come back like last year? I don't know. It's like he's like 45. I don't know. He's got to be up to like close to 50. Yeah, they're getting up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's the business side of football. And I mean, I feel like, I, th- this is how new GMs operate. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you think about Kevin O'Connell on the field, like he might get into his head sometimes trying to any outsmarts like himself rather than the field when it comes to play calls. Sometimes I feel like, you know, Quasi might be getting in his, in his head or outsmarting himself when he's trying to make these deals. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect, man. Like just get a deal done. Like you're not going to be screwed because he's going to produce. Um, so I, I don't understand why this didn't happen. I know what Adam Schefter and Ian Rapport whoever said, like, basically they're going to put this off until 2024 or like the plan is they didn't say like Jefferson has said nothing about like, you know, not getting a deal done before the end of the season. So like, I wouldn't throw that out of, out of the question of like him agreeing to something. Um, but I think both, both sides are probably just like, let's, let's cool it and figure things out. In 2024, it's just it's frustrating because he's the best player on the team. Yeah, what are you doing? Yes, um, this is not. I mean, play hardball, with Kirk Cousins, all you want. You just extended Josh Metel, Metel or medalist as, as the announcer was calling oh yesterday. Oh my, <laughs> yeah. Can finish a play, please. Can we finish a play? Like he was everywhere. I'll give him credit for that. He was in position. He just didn't make a play. No, he. 
overall, he played pretty good <clears> yesterday. <throat> but yeah, that Mike Evans. How many yeah. void years are on uh, Josh <laughs> Metellus's team? Do we know? <laughs> we'll finally be done paying for it in 2047. Like the next year, we'll clean. And it up. you got to pay for Darisa. Um, you know, really, that's pretty much it, though. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, those are, I mean, Jeff, De- Jeff- you got Hawkinson done now. You got Darisaw and Jefferson. Like, I don't know anyone on defense. You really got to re-sign. Like Harrison Smith, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, they got Byron Murphy for another year or two. Like what? I mean, it's just going to be a distraction until it's done. Yeah. Everybody's going to look at his body language. Everybody's going to overanalyze his quotes. They're going to look for the truth to all rumors moments. And until he puts pen to paper, unfortunately, it's not going away. Yeah. So so it gets back to my initial uh, statement. This sucks. Um, You know what else sucks? Going to Philadelphia on Thursday night. uh, Only on Thursdays? uh, (laughs) Going to Philadelphia in general probably sucks. Unless you're going for WrestleMania. um, What's that? going for WrestleMania. Yeah. Go watch Cody Rhodes win the Universal title. But um, the Eagles beat the Patriots 25-20 on Sunday. It was Tom Brady appreciation. They announced that he'll go into the ring of honor next August. Yeah, just, like, do it just space. Every, well, they're doing like the twins are doing this with Joe Maurer, basically where it's like, they're like, uh, he retired and then they retired his number immediately. And then they just put him in the twins hall of fame this year. And then he's eligible to go into the baseball hall of fame the following year. So you get like three days and three gates. Is he a hall of fame? Come out to the Joe Maurer's hall. You think so? I think nobody look at him as a catcher. Like first baseman Joe Maurer was average, but like Joe Maurer as a catch-up catcher, gold glove defense. He had three batting titles. No American League catcher had ever won one before he did it. Like in my mind, he is, and a lot of people crap. I mean, it's kind of the Kirk Cousins thing where he got all the money and then like he couldn't hit for power because they moved out of the Metrodome and like his body just basically gave out because he's a catcher and plays behind the plate every day and. You try crouching for three hours uh, for like nine straight years and see if you can still walk. Um, <laughs> lots of things going on. We should probably get back to the Vikings, <laughs> though. Um, get your worship music ready, folks. Right? Get, get your worship more. I think Mortal Kombat comes out this weekend. So maybe a Sub-Zero spine rip will be in order after this game. Um, how can the Vikings pull the upset off? Um, they got to start fast. They really do. Like They got to come out firing whether it's on defense or offense they have to create turnovers they didn't create any turnovers yesterday like we talked about their aggressive defense and how you know they they looked improved baker mayfield like he's a turnover machine and you didn't you didn't force him to commit anything um so they got to figure out how to do that the eagles are going to score points so you're just have to figure out a way to keep up with them um jalen hurts is going to run all the way over everywhere i think the best way to beat them is probably just to get the ball out of their hands um which means you have to be efficient running the ball you have to throw passes that are further than one yard uh you cannot throw tight end screens because those always result in negative five yards what about cj ham wheel right 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 um that's the big unpale. It's the first play of the game is going to be a CJ Ham wheel route. But you, but you know, I would not be surprised if Kevin O'Connell has had this game circled and he's been preparing for this game like the last couple weeks and just overlooked the Bucks and was like, the Bucks will be our practice game before we play the Eagles. Because um, I think he was just embarrassed last year. What was it, 24 to 7 in that, that week two yeah. Monday night game uh, where Irv Smith uh, was Irv Smith. Um, is that the Irv Smith game? Yep, where he dropped it. The other thing I remember from that game last year is like them doing the, uh, I don't even know what it's called anymore, like the Sky Cam. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they looked in the huddle and Kirk's eyes were like the size of silver <laughs> dollars. He's like, all right, guys, here we go. Yeah, it's, uh, it like just... doesn't know the playbook. Just like, oh, yeah, it was bad. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a rowdy atmosphere. So, so you got to take the crowd out just like you do at, at US Bank Stadium. It's just like they have to get off to a quick start. There's if they don't, then they're done. Then it's a loss and you get ready to play the Chargers. So like it doesn't it's. The point of all this is it's not going to get any easier. So, like, just step up your play. And and if you beat the Eagles, it's huge. It is a, it's a big win. The Vikings starting 0-2, I think, since 2000. They've done it, like, nine times. They made the playoff, playoffs once. They started 1-1 one one eight times since 2000. Was it, was it 2012? 20, uh, 2008. Um, oh, 2008. Childress okay. and Tafarish Jackson. Um, and then they started off 1-1. One eight times since 2000 and they've made the playoffs six including mm. last year um so one and one and oh and two like it doesn't seem a lot it's the second second game of the year it's a big difference um so thursday week two it's a must win well al michaels be asleep by the third quarter oh man i forgot he's doing it uh oh, this is a this is, is a banger guys is herb, 48 is herb street still that? doing the no, i too? think so too yeah did you see the vikings are getting a, a manning cast this year yeah the niners yeah should be fun should get uh if they don't get Randy Moss for that game, what? I'm gonna be the Niners who haven't um won in Minnesota since 1992. Mm. So it's been a while. Um, it's gonna be awkward when they cut to Kyle Shanahan like on the sideline going like born in Minneapolis. Where, by the way, what are you doing, Coach? What are you, Kirky? Come home, Kirky. Kirk, huh? Oh, I think hey, someone um, someone posted uh uh what? Oh, my my wife just texted me. Um, but uh. Okay. Somebody posted. No. Um. Oh. Oh. A graphic of uh the the play callers the podcast with yeah. Sean McVay and all them and I think they all had over all, their teams all had over thirty points yesterday and someone was like, what do these guys know that no one else does? And I'm just like, they adapt to their players and don't force them to do stuff they're not good at. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem hard. <laughs> it, it's very simple, isn't it? Like, hey. Uh, Matthew Stafford can't run. We better not call his zone read yeah. here. Uh, oh, uh, well. Brock Purdy is not chucking 60 yard bombs down the field. Let's not, let's, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's just do the old catch and run. Um, that might be an idea. Um, oh, one less. My prediction is 38 seven Vikings. No. <laughs> Why would I say 38-7 Vikings? Why not? Why <laughs> just flip the script? It means the same. It's week two. No one knows. We thought we thought we thought week one was an easy game. It's gonna be a blowout. Who knows? We the pit like the Eagles, they were up 16 nothing on Sunday. We we're like, oh here we go again. They're gonna run away. They almost lost. And then yeah, and then New England kind of made things interesting. So, like, um who knows? You know, and I, Bradbury's not playing. On Thursday, James Bradbury he got a concussion, and he's not so he's not playing on Thursday. That's huge for Jefferson and and Addison and maybe Osborne if he can catch. Um, so, but who's covering CJ Ham? Yeah. I'm not gonna drop this. <laughs> I I am I I guarantee so, the I, I'm gonna put CJ Ham in my DFS lineup. He's a captain Thursday just because he's a he's a, I, and I'm sure he's a very nice human. He's oh, yeah. from Minnesota and whatever. Um, I want to touch on two more things around the league oh before we, did you, did you have a prediction for Thursday? Yeah. Cause we, what we'll do is we will go live on Friday and hopefully I will have less F bombs. I apologize for that. Can again. Be. I just 
sometimes you got to get those out, right? Yeah. They just kind of boil in. Like if I was on like normal radio or like doing like a newspaper, it I wouldn't drop the say those. But I mean, doing this, it's just like I'm gonna let, let it fly, it man. Let the F flag fly. Uh, yeah, thirty-eight-seven Vikings. So so we'll go thirty-eight-seven. <laughs> I'll go Eagles. You go Vikings. Um, one thing I wanted to say. Uh, do you accept Jordan Love as your new uh, oh, football God. overlord? Because um, that wasn't fun. Play someone. Three touchdowns, Put. 240 yards, I believe. Um, he was playing the yeah, Bears. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what did he throw? 50% yesterday? He wasn't, it wasn't that great. Oh, let's see. I think he had like 14 completions. I'll, I'll look it, up. it wasn't that. Like, I am not ready to bury him. A couple, I know a couple of them were like the Aaron Jones, um, and Aaron Jones ran for like 50 yards the other way. And Aaron Jones promptly uh, blew a hamstring. Yeah, he did. Like on the 50 yarder, all of a sudden you'd, you'd see the tire blow as he was like going into the end zone. Just kind of like, oh, I'm done. He completed 55% of his passes yesterday. 9.1 yards per attempt. Uh, let's see what we got. 15 to 27, three touchdowns, 245 yards. No picks because it's the Bears. Um, yeah, that was, I don't know. Good for him, I guess. Like, yeah, how about honestly, Bears? a performance like that, if he sucks from here on out, he'll be a backup for the rest of his career. Yeah. Like, people no, will be like, I, oh, yeah, that Bears game. And I never thought the Packers were going to be terrible. I knew they had a good defense. Um, mm-hmm. That pick six was ridiculous. Was it Quay Walker? Who, like, yeah. looked like a running back out there um, when he got that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's one of the teams I don't really know what to make up of because of who they played, because the Bears just look like. They're the not Bears. gonna be good. Yeah, like yeah. Justin like, Fields isn't good. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's not good. And then and then the Lions, like Yeah. I don't think they're good either. <laughs> the Chiefs didn't the Chiefs like that's an that's the the Chiefs did exactly what the Vikings did yesterday. They here's an here's game. another thing I want to kind of point out about the Lions though, too. When it was fourth and in inches in their own territory. They just said screw it and went for it. And of course, you're going to be second guessed, but Kevin O'Connell punted it and the Bucks scored a touchdown. I think there's an, I think the Bucks went for it on fourth down. They did a couple of times on that final drive. Their final drive. Yep. They did. Five goals. But that was, they they were in like their own 30 and it was, they're only up by three. Um, So that was, that was a gutsy call, but also Todd Bowles. What does he have to lose? He's, he's probably getting fired at the end of the year, too. He, he is the play. most substitute teacher energy I have ever seen. Like, you remember, life. I think the, the creation of River, Riverboat Ron, um, like Ron Rivera, was like back in the day when like he was probably like on the hot seat. Yeah, so he's he going to get like, canned. Fuck it. Let's just go for it. <laughs> Fourth and 18, fake punt, whatever. Yeah, so, like, that, that's that's a thing. Like, the Bucks might make the playoffs this year because Bulls is going to be like, who cares? I'm getting fired anyway. So. How about Adam Thielen's debut? Oh wow, what a six! He was on the field for 68 snaps. He had so he had so CJ many. Ham had three. He had I'm so many. You. He had so many opportunities yesterday. He's so happy that he left so he could just have more of a chance to prove himself that he can still play in this league. He's he's very excited. I can tell you that right now. Um, he he's thinks excited. They can win the Super Bowl. They're excited. Um, everybody is excited in Carolina. We'll f- we'll see just how excited they are uh, in week what four? Hey, that might yeah, be the Vikings' first win. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. I was telling you last night. I, I'm going to be going to that Chargers game, and I'm like, that could be like the season right there. Like if they lose, it's it's tank for Caleb time. But yeah, I don't know. 
that's yeah that's maybe maybe that's why they didn't sign justin jefferson because they're like if we suck this year like maybe they will be like we could trade him and get a lot for him just um, go full rebound i i don't think the wolves would go for that though i mean they just seem like i, don't I know, know i know they wouldn't go for that but like that's the problem like yeah. they keep getting in they they like everyone else in the organization keeps getting in their own way like what do you do you want to keep going around this circle or do you want to win? What do you like? What What's do you want the goal? Do? You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again, just hoping for something different to happen. Because it's not. It's not going to happen. Like the Vikings have OCD. They have to do the same thing every single season. They have to give you win you a game that they don't. You don't think they're going to win. They have to lose a game that you think they're going to. They're going to win. Like I don't know. And as we go over and over and over and like over Groundhog's and Day. over again, <laughs> it's very much is. It's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Love that movie. Um, it's Groundhog's Day again uh, in Minnesota. But that's all the time we have for today. That was a bad segue, but whatever. Uh, this has been the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But since they're playing on Thursday, we are going to go live on Friday at noon central time. So um, if you want to hear us yell and scream or maybe like yell and scream in excitement because the Vikings pulled off a shocking win over the Eagles. Yeah, the 38-7 win over the Eagles. That'd be funny. They just go for it. Like, <laughs> game's out of reach. It's 35-7. We're going to kick a 50-yarder just to make you remember. Important. It's important. Um, whenever we go on the air the following day, it's on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you consume us, like, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And we can spread the word to the masses. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad, and we'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.